All right. Hey, everyone. I'm David. And I'm Carly. And we are here with our first episode of He Says, She Says. So as we talked about in our trailer, we're going to be rewatching the uh, the Office episodes. Uh, we're doing this live, so there's not going to be any editing uh, or anything like that. <laughs> so we're just going to go ahead and give it a whirl here. So we'll talk a little bit about the pilot episode. Um, it's just some facts to talk about the Office pilot episode. So it premiered in March uh, of 24th, 2005. Um, the episode was primarily adapted from the first episode of the British series. I did know that. Uh, yes. And it was rescripted to Americanize the show. So there Ricky was an... Gervais was in it, right? That yes. Was, like, yeah. He was the... Michael Scott of... Yeah. Okay. So that show didn't go as well as they had hoped. Um, so, you know, when The Office premiered in the U.S., it, it did pretty well, according to Wikipedia. It received a 5.0 out of 13 in the Nelson ratings among age uh, 18 through 49. Wait, 5.0 out of 13? I know, it doesn't seem good that they said it, it was all right. I don't know. Maybe it just, like, got better over time? Yeah, it had 11.2 uh, million viewers overall. Um, and the episode, although receiving mixed reviews, many critics criticized it as a complete copy of the original. Um, of course, seeing both of them, I prefer the Americanized version of it. So we're going to talk a little bit about the pilot episode and what we thought. So Carly, what did you think? Okay, well, so I said in the trailer, like, I passively watch The Office, like, right? So I've seen episodes, but I've never seen it in sequential order. And I was kind of surprised watching the pilot with, like, how many iconic things occur in the pilot. Like, the Jello. I thought the yeah. Jello came way later. Okay. So, like, that I was, like, I just didn't realize that that's where it came from. And, like, Ryan the Temp, I thought, like, was a later character than in the pilot. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about Ryan for a second because Ryan is introduced as the Temp uh, in this episode. Um, and he's introduced uh, originally by Michael Scott, um, and then he uh, he witnesses the Jello scene like you're talking about. Yeah. And they start to make jokes about the Jello. So Michael Scott tries to kind of convince Jim that the jello is inappropriate in the office space. Um, but then they go on to make some food jokes. Yeah, I don't remember what Ryan said, but I know I laughed. <laughs> it was, I don't know. Ryan said that he should have put Jim in custody. Oh, custody, right. Like, yeah, that was funny. Well, and then it was right then that you knew, like, Michael was like, oh, yeah, I'm keeping him around. Absolutely, like, yeah. He made, like, a stupid joke. And yeah. Michael loves stupid jokes. But even better of a scene was when <laughs> Michael brings him in and they're going to be like, it's going to be his accomplice to firing Pam. Yeah, like a punk. Yeah, but yeah. then it like backfires and Ryan just sits there and he's like, oh, Ryan was in it on the whole time. He was my accomplice. And then you can see that he's just like so incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. And like how many times like, I'm just thinking about me at work where I've like been put in those uncomfortable positions and you just like sit silently, even though you want to be like, yeah, that, nope, I had no part of this. This was not me. Nope. But you like can't. Yeah, absolutely. So we were introduced to Pam, of course. So Pam is the receptionist. Uh, Michael introduces her as the receptionist who's been with Dunder Mifflin forever. 
Um, Pam doesn't really like that, uh, that introduction, but it is what it is. Um, and Pam goes to hand Michael a letter from yeah. corporate, um, with, uh, with an agenda. We'll, we'll talk about Jan in a little bit, uh, with an agenda from corporate. And what did you think of, of Michael's response to that letter? Oh, it's such a, like, I don't want to say the word, but he's just like so showboaty about it. Yeah. And just throw it in the trash. But then what I even like even better was when they are in the meeting with, what's her name? Jan. Jan. Yeah. And um, Pam just like so nonchalantly throws Michael like back under the bus. Yeah. And I just like how like she's like so innocent, but like she also knows what she's doing, I think. Right. That she like. Because Michael tried to blame Pam yeah. for not giving like, the hey, agenda. Where, yeah, where's my agenda? Where's that fax? But then she, you know, outed him. So got to love that. Love it. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I found interesting is, uh, you know, we noticed, so we're introduced to Dwight, um, who ultimately is Jim's uh, nemesis throughout the series. Um, and we and we see Dwight pull out his desk phone uh, from his drawer and plug it in. And I, I never noticed this before, um, but, but I guess he stores his phone in his drawer overnight, uh, potentially, and plugs so, it in. Like, so no one does anything to it? Or is he like the type of person who would think like people are listening to him? Like, no, he's, that wouldn't make sense because he's out of the office when he unplugs it. Yeah, but he's a little, he's got some of that fear in him. Okay. Well, can I share my favorite Dwight moment? Yeah. Absolutely. Or are you still going? No, go ahead. So my favorite Dwight moment, and it reminded me very much of being in the classroom. <laughs> Um, Jim's stuff was like kind of on the edge of his desk and he like freaks out and is like pushing it over and over and he's like, this is my defined space. And like so many times, like I just see like the biggest arguments of kids like getting, because like their stuff is touching somebody else's stuff and right. like you can't, no, you need a clear defined workspace. So I, but I also connected with Dwight on that. Like I need a clear defined space, but it was the best. And then when she puts the pencils between the desks, uh -huh. it's like, okay, this is the barrier. Yep. And Dwight just can't have that either. Like I mean right. it's I just thought it was because great. Because it was a it was a hazard. Yeah, because he could puncture an organ. <laughs> yes. All right. So moving on from that, we uh, we had our conference room meeting. We're introduced to Jan, who's from corporate. Uh, we talked a little bit about how the, the agenda that was given for the day was thrown in the what Michael called the special filing cabinet, which a.k.a. is the trash. Um, and during the office meeting, we get a phone call. Do you remember who that phone calls from? Yeah, Tom Packard, which I know later on, like, super inappropriate dude. Right. He's like one of his reps or something. Yeah. So he's one of the, the sales guys for, for Dunder Mifflin. He's a traveling sales, traveling sales. So he's never really in the office much. We'll get, we'll get to know him a little bit more as the episodes progress, but is it Packard? Is that his name? Yeah. Todd. 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 What did yeah. I say? Tom. Yeah. No, Todd. I was going to let it go. But... <laughs> no, you should correct me. I need... Okay. Todd Packard. And he yeah. calls him Pac-Man. Yeah, the Pac-Man. The Pac-Man. Yeah, so he puts the, the phone on speakerphone, and he says some inappropriate things with Jan in the room, and I think he wishes that he didn't do that. Do you think that, or do you think, like, he was just like, oh, whatever? Well, he seemed a little like, oh, 
Yeah. Right. And that was also Michael's reaction. Can we talk about what she told Michael in that meeting? Sure. Yeah. So they were going to have to downsize. Yeah. And then do you know what Michael said of the reason why he wasn't going to tell people they're downsizing? Go ahead. Because a doctor wouldn't tell a patient they have cancer, which I don't know if you could make that joke anymore. I guess that's not the worst joke that was made. Right. Like taste wise. But I mean, I laughed. Yeah. So at the end of that meeting, I found it hilarious that, you know, they wanted to keep it secret and there was no, you know, nothing can leave the room. No one can talk about it. And then the next scene immediately the office is all talking about Yeah, but, like, they don't start off with, like, who told who because it starts off with, what's her name? They didn't say her name, but it's not Helen, but I want to call her Helen. I don't remember. The older woman. Come on. She's talking to Stanley. I don't remember who it was. Oh. But they started talking about it, so I wanted to know, well, who told who? I mean, I'm assuming Pam told everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that's my guess, too, because Michael didn't want to tell anyone. And then he tried to throw her under the bus again in the meeting about, like, well, what did we talk about, Pam? And she just threw him back under the bus of, like, yeah, they said it could be us. Right. Yeah. That's why I like her. Yeah. Like. Yeah, Michael was mad because of the confidentiality agreement, and Dwight said... Remember what Dwight said? No. Knowledge is power, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was super interesting. Um, and then, so also in this episode, we uh, we see or we're introduced to Jim, I'm sorry, Pam's fiance. Ugh, yeah. Um, whose name is, um, why can't I think of his name right now? Roy. 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 So we're introduced to him during a conversation between Jim and Pam about going out to drinks. Uh, yeah, and they said they've been engaged for three years and that they're supposed to get married in September and then they're going to get married in the spring. Let me tell you, if we were engaged for three years and didn't have a wedding date, I'd lose my mind. Yeah. Like, come on, Pam. So yeah, as they're having that conversation, um, Roy walks in and kind of puts a kibosh on the conversation and the mood definitely changes. And one of the big things that I think is controversial in the, in the office crowd is the did community. You, the community. Yeah. yeah. Did you notice that he was carrying a big black bag? No. So he was carrying like a big black is plastic it? garbage bag. And I've always wondered what was in the bag. So what are your thoughts? What what do you think he had in a in a big garbage bag? A body? I don't know. What do you carry in a big plastic bag? I don't know. That's the question. People in the community talk about this? Like what's in the bag? What's in the bag? That's the question. What do you think is in the bag? I have no idea. I don't know. I think about it every time I watch the first episode. Well, I think we need to... I don't know. We need to ask other people what they think is in the bag. Well, he works down in the the warehouse. The warehouse. Yeah. Maybe he has like extra clothes that he brings with him to work in case it gets dirty. That could be. Maybe he works out in the morning, and then those are his work, and he puts on his work clothes, so those are his dirty workout clothes. That could be. They yeah. play basketball down there, don't they? Yeah. I just solved yeah. it. Workout clothes. They play basketball in the morning, and then they work, and then he takes off his basketball clothes and puts on his work clothes. He's closed. That very well could be it. I'm a genius. 
All right, so then wrapping up the episode after the Jello comment, we see Jim on Friday, the last one in the office oh, to leave. Yeah. And what does he do? Oh, he puts Michael. Okay, wait. I also wanted to talk about the world's best boss cup. Yeah. Like he bought himself that cup. Yes. Naturally, <laughs> yes. Then I love that he has like at Spencer's gifts. <laughs> I don't even think there are any Spencer's left. When was the last time you saw Spencer's gifts? Know. I don't know, but I don't actively seek it anymore. I mean, that was years and years ago that I was a. I don't know the last time I've been in a mall to actually know if Spencer's is still around. Yeah. We should find out. Okay. We should go to Spencer's. Just if they, if, see if they have a world's best boss get Yeah, if, cup. There, if there still is one. Okay. Well, so yeah, that's how it ends, right? He puts the world's best boss mug in the jello yeah. and sets it on his desk. But, like, also, I feel kind of bad for him at the end. Why? Because you can tell he likes Pam. And I, am I just, like, going to, like, I already know what happens. So, like, I think that's part of the problem is watching it passively. Is like, I know all the big stuff. Yeah. I don't know all, like, the little nuanced stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, this episode, we kind of get some hints that he's got some things for Pam. He knows her favorite yogurt. Is mixed berry. Is mixed berry, <laughs> which is kind of a weird thing to know. Um and we know that, you know, he's he's asking her out for drinks. And then when she declines, he ends up not going. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that's kind of sad. But uh, because, you know, Pam's engaged and has been for three years. And, you know, we don't know for sure at this point, but we've got some indicators that he might be into Pam. That's right. Well, I'm excited for the next episode just because I saw that it's Diversity Day. So I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about on the next episode. Yeah, absolutely. And but just to close out, one of the most important things to Michael that I thought was interesting is not the money that a company brings in or anything else, uh, but it's the people that work there. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of sweet. I think one of the things that separates the office the Americanized office versus the original office is that they try and paint Michael in a picture of being someone who can be somewhat incompetent, but also can be like a nice caring yeah. person. Like in the opening scene where he makes that sale to, yeah. to, you know, he's still capable of doing things and he's capable of being a good boss. And I think it's that mixture that really drives home the American workplace. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Right. Anything else you want to say on this one? Um, yeah, I just had one question, maybe because you know, like, the history behind it. They never say why there's a film crew there. They get to it eventually. I mean, it's just a docuseries of... Okay, well, what, then don't tell me if they get to it eventually. What it's like... Working in, in the office. Working in an office. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then also we're introduced to the idea of talking heads in this episode. So the idea of like one-on-one -on -one interviews where it's just one person in the camera. Yeah. Usually in the break room or the conference room. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very interesting. Okay. Well, I look forward to doing this again. Yeah, it was fun. absolutely. So if you're listening, thank you for listening. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed it. Um, and we will see you next time around. Diversity Day.